0: Welcome everyone. We are here for our insulin suppression podcast. Uh, This is the live version. Uh, We do these uh, every week, every Wednesday at seven o'clock East Coast time. And if you're listening to our podcast and want to be in on the live audience, the live viewing audience, you can always join us on our public Facebook page. That's the shift formula. Uh, and uh, make sure you like the page if you go there when we're not doing our live episode, and we that will ensure that you'll actually see this. And for those of you who are joining us live, welcome. Yes, I'm Charlie. This is Barb.
1: Hello, and blues at our feet. Yeah, well, that's a yeah.
0: Blue. Yep. blue is always here, and that's we a are dog. Uh, yep and We're the owners of Shift Formula. Uh, our web address is shiftformula.com, dot and uh, we get together every night and Barb's here to check whether I'm writing and checking my grammar <laughs> or speaking and checking my enunciation. enunciation. She makes sure that you actually can understand what it is I'm saying. What so, are you saying? Uh, <laughs> and what I'm going to say is tonight we're going to talk yes. about the best cooking oils
1: Keeping uh, it simple. and
0: the best oils in general, both for salads and and cooking. And you know I all. I don't always go down the oil aisle in the supermarket, but (laughs) I certainly remember the days when we needed oil for some reason and walking down there and seeing, you know. It's
1: like the cereal aisle. Oh, my goodness. Maybe not as bad, not as bad. It's it's a a good
0: section of the aisle (laughs) is devoted to cooking oils. And, and, you know, I was duped way back when and even – Fairly recently, and I know we're going to get into that, so I don't want to. I don't want no, to. No,
1: you can go. Uh,
0: you know, but the the old vegetable oil, you know, routine and, and thinking that
1: personality.
0: Yeah, yeah. My goodness. Yeah. What could be healthier than or more healthier than vegetable oil? So I could forget everything else here and just go for the vegetable oils, right? And grab one. And yep, uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, so. First one uh, right there. Yeah, and and my goodness, you know, and for those of you who can't see or are listening. I'm showing a bottle of Mazzola, and right on the top of the label, it says cholesterol-free. So not only is this a (laughs) supposedly vegetable oil with a nice picture of a uh, corn husk, and it says corn oil right under Mazzola, and it says zero grams of trans fat, which is awesome, but isn't that kind of the case with uh the...
1: yeah, yeah, it is. It, it is cholesterol free because um, corn is not an animal, so it, it wouldn't have cholesterol.
0: Yeah, and yeah. corn is also not what?
1: It's not a vegetable. Ah, ah. It's
0: How a about gra- that? It's a grain oil. Yeah. Yeah. So, so these various oils. Uh, you know, my conclusion has been, and we wrote about this today in a blog post. It'll be uh, public in, in another day or two. Again, you know, we talked about this on the medical side and, and diabetes and insulin and the escalating prices of, of insulin and yeah. medicine in general and how much money, billions and billions and 1000000000 I mean, hundreds of billions of dollars um, of, of dollars are generated yeah. through, well, what you're saying? A confused consumer. Consumes. Consumes. And, and, and when we it comes consuming. to food, that is dead on. Yep. So you've got these companies that spend 24%, the average food company spends 24% of their budget, their expense budget is spent solely on marketing. On
1: fooling us.
0: And they can hire very very smart people when you're spending billions of dollars as an industry. We write
1: really good jingles?
0: Yes, on <laughs> on marketing. Now, if you're wondering, well, how does that compare? Well, we ran we ran a uh, a chain of health clubs, uh, and in our final year in business, we were doing ten billion dollars in gross sales, and we spent just and we were spending a higher end versus most clubs in our industry. The mm-hmm. the average club spent about two to three percent of their Operating budget. I don't want to get too hung up on numbers here, but just to give you an an, an idea, uh, the average club spent two to three percent of their revenue or their expense budget on marketing. We spent five percent. Okay, the food industry. Five Five times times that. Okay, and therefore they know. And again, I'm holding up the bottle of Missoula corn oil. Uh, They know what colors to use and what images to use. And here's a bottle of Wesson and and your favorite lady, Mrs. Brady, uh, would sing the jingle for Wesson oil. That's that's canola oil, it says on the label. And it has a nice heart on it. And, of course, underneath it says cholesterol free. You know, so they know the right jargon to put on here. And it becomes extremely confusing when you're strolling down the oil aisle. Uh, And in my case, your wife says, hey, pick up cooking oil and okay. you're going okay and you just okay. kind of oh, you see whoa cholesterol free and heart healthy and bam done and and by the and way again red. it says heart healthy on the Mazzola right at the very top so mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah and it you know it's 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 similar to you know <laughs> if you're buying an example of um, say you're buying shrimp for a party and it says gluten free well da there's only gluten and grain, everybody, but, right? But, but we, we don't know, know. But we don't know that. We know. That, you I, know, know you, I didn't know you, that a while ago.
0: You hear this jargon. You hear these buzzwords, you know, these, buzz, words, these mm-hmm. buzz terms, and you That's see gluten-free, and you don't even equate to it other than being, well, that must be healthy because I heard gluten-free is healthy. Uh, I mean, my goodness, we've had conversations with family members who were shocked to hear that flour was <laughs> comes, in
1: – Comes from wheat. What, wait, flour is wheat? like ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> well, there's all kinds of flours. We know this. But generally, conventional flour is from the grain wheat, yep. right? Yep. So, you know, so... The... Hey, Nancy. Uh, just talking about some of these vegetable oils, we're not going to go into too deeply this evening, but, you know, the reason we are wise to be a, a little bit... Um, wary when it comes to vegetable oils well first of all the first thing that got my attention was like wait none of these are made from vegetables they're made from beans soybean they're made from germ or grain corn oil and they can be made from seed like sunflower oil or grape seed grape not how about how about the
0: canola plant
1: grape seed is canola i'm like wait what
0: so holding up the again for those of you who are listening i'm holding the bottle of wesson oil where it says has a heart on it, healthy, you know, so-called healthy foods uh, on the picture, and canola oil.
1: Okay, right.
0: Which, which.
1: Here's my fifth grade. The food.
0: assumption there is that there is some kind of a canola plant out there in the world. That's right? where
1: I was. I'm like, wait a minute. What is a canola? I'm like, wait. I know what corn is. I know what soybean is. And I actually sat there. This is my. This is how I operate in life. Wait a minute. What's a canola? Remember I came into you yeah. like, what the yeah. heck is a canola? So I had to go digging, you know, researching. There is nothing. There is no such what? thing as a canola.
0: Those that, dang marketers. It comes, from
1: a plant, it comes from a plant called rape seed, rape seed. And then the, it was Canada. God bless our Canucks who are many of our shifters, but you know, there, people are like, yeah. Well, we can't say it. we certainly can't sell rapeseed oil. Who's going to buy that? So,
0: so let's give again, it a name. Again, the economics of this is, <laughs> is, is Canada had a cash crop. Yep. You know this rapeseed that they figured out could make a pretty cool oil and compete with Mazola um, and Mazola uh, canola. canola canina, you see the connection there? Canada-ola,
1: canada-ola, so yes. Canada-ola. So the C
0: A. <laughs> Is in canola this is, is what actually
1: this out.
0: <laughs> from Canada, the CA of Canada. I
1: remember, when I learned, I'm like, wait, what? You know, and it is funny. We, I never thought to myself, what the what the heck is Mrs. what Mrs. Brady singing about? <laughs> what is Mrs. Brady singing about? Yeah, I know. Wait, rapeseed is canola. I know. I was the same way. Oh, same way. Good. But the thing is. You know, there are studies that were done and many of the studies done to support food products will be really like this. They kind of they kind of bias it. And in a very simple matter of fact kind of explanation is that they were able to create studies that showed that consuming something like the canola oil, which has a higher amount of polyunsaturated fats compared to saturated and monounsaturated, by the way, all three of those are just natural things except when they're created in factories, but there was an association to a lower LDL number, low-density lipoprotein. So one of your one of our cholesterol carriers was became less and that's gotten the bad rap. But, you know, we really don't necessarily need less LDL, we just need improved or which, healthier LDL.
0: Which we we actually did a full-blown podcast yeah, we have on, a whole, on that. that. So if you're listening to the podcast, you know go back a few episodes. And also on our blog, there is an in-depth post mm-hmm. about cholesterol yeah. and why those numbers really don't matter.
1: Nope, quality, uh, not quantity. So if
0: you're on statins, you need to get to that post. That's yeah. shiftformula.com. Go to the blog, and you'll see in the listing of our blog, that blog post. If anyone's talking about you going on statins, you need to get to that blog post. Okay, Get the blog post. You know, while why I'm talking, if you don't mind, nah, I don't want to interrupt. I can fan interrupt. Uh, a couple things. We always bring resources uh, to these sessions, uh, two of them that are on uh, our list. Again, for those of you listening, you don't see the list because you're on the podcast, but uh, you can still qualify. Uh, number one, we have opened enrollment in our Cravings and Weight Loss Boss Program. Yay. All right, so uh, we cycle through. We're ready for our next wave of students uh, it is a fabulous program. It is a program that is, Own
1: your kingdom. is
0: six seven years of everything we've <laughs> ever done in a concise step by step. Thank you. Minute by minute. And the best part is, you get this gal mostly. <laughs> um, ah! uh, you get unlimited coaching uh, six days a week. You can you can come on every day. You can come on once a week. Doesn't matter. Whenever you need it, you just register for the coaching. That's part of the. Cravings of Weight Loss Boss Program. Anyway, for those of you listening on the podcast, go to weight-boss.com to enroll in that. And then uh, the freebie tonight is you can attend. This is something brand new. We just launched this yesterday. We've been working on it all holiday weekend. I don't know what you guys are doing, but we were not on the beach this weekend. Not even close. Well, we are close because it's right down the street. But um, we have added... What's the the, the coaching uh, specific coaching classes for diabetes, weight loss, and cravings? We have an exercise class mm-hmm. workout, um, Why? we have a behavioral/slash emotions mm-hmm. class. Addressing what the, am I missing? I'm missing uh, the uh, fasting. We have the how to fasting. do it
1: pain-free and. Whoopee.
0: Yep. Excitingly. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and I think there's one more, but regardless. Uh, your, your,
1: month, your Saturday. That's events. right.
0: I have the men's 50 plus class. So um, if you, not if, you should uh, dash on over to that. Uh, you can see the link on the page where it says attend a free coaching class. And you can actually be a part of that. You can attend one of these classes. You can ask questions. You can interact with Barb or myself if you attend the men's men's class that we do on Saturdays. Um, and get a taste of everything, get some help, okay? So uh, get on over to that link, and for those of you listening, you can just go to our website, shiftformula.com, and wait about 30 seconds or so, and there'll be like this pop-up thing that'll come, and it will invite you to one of these classes. Wait for
1: it. Wait for it. All right. So back to the 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 vegetable oils and again trying to keep it really simple
0: so called vegetable oils they really yeah. aren't
1: they're really made you know, out of beans canola, or corn grain oil. or seeds and they are problematic because they're they're they the reason they're problematic is first of all they're created in factories so they're under intense amount of refined processing Ow. and because they are high in polyunsaturated polyunsaturated fat just like saturated fat and monounsaturated fat when they're when they come to us in nature like with seeds or coconuts or salmon or whatever any natural foods that have just fat in them they're all healthy and they're all good for us it's when we're when we're disturbing nature you know don't don't mess with mother nature it's really true and when it comes to polyunsaturated fats it divides there's the omega-6 and the omega-3 so polyunsaturated fat there's two subcategories underneath and ideally in nature they're pretty matched those the omega-6 and the omega-3 but when you have something like a vegetable oil your omega-6 is way up and your omega-3 is real low so
0: and that's just what happens in the manufacturing process is yes okay.
1: absolutely and that's why um you know you're you're working with fats that aren't in the right proportion. So when you think about our body ingesting, you know fats are essential new nu- our body doesn't make fat. We can create fat from glucose, but we need it's an essential nutrient. Fat and protein are both essential. Carbohydrates are not essential, separate category, but when it comes to fats we we actually need to consume fats to be our healthiest. We want to consume fats. That our body can recognize as a, as a foundational building piece. Yeah,
0: body when, can recognize it, right? Yeah. So
1: when we're when we're consuming fats made in factories, your body's like, okay, well, let's put it, let's let's have it help with cell membrane formation, but it's a weak spot because it's not true; it's not a real fat, and so that's really builds up over time. What creates weaknesses in our cell membranes? Translate that to delicate blood vessels. And that's how things weaken by by introducing introducing inflammatory type not real mm-hmm. foods. So when it comes to vegetable oils, there's just too much to think about. Like to me, I don't even I don't even go near that. That's just it's like looking Why at all it's you, like right? looking at all the junk food. You know we we know we have maybe junk food for a picnic once in a while, all that kind of stuff. Yes, but do we live? Do we use it every day to 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 cook up our our chicken or our Beef and our vegetables, or however we choose to eat. No, so vegetable oils just leave them all to the side. Interesting thing is, because they
0: so these guys
1: because they have no. This one has one gram of saturated fat. You know, saturated fat is your most stable. That is mostly polyunsaturated. And that's
0: the uh, canola oil, which is less it?
1: stable. So it's only going to have a shelf life about you know three to six months. Whereas coconut oil and olive oil, they last a long time because they're more saturated fat and monounsaturated so, fat.
0: So you said these things only have a shelf life of three to six months.
1: It depends well, upon how much exposure to sunlight and heat and all that. How, but yeah. It's but like,
0: you, I can imagine these things sitting in oh, the yeah. pantry for years.
1: Yeah. It's like eating an apple that's already fermented. Like, why bother? You don't want to do that, right? Oof. And it's interesting, too, because the companies don't bother putting them in a darkened. Um, hmm. Uh, bottle because it's like well the shelf life is so short why bother whereas if if you're using something like an olive oil that's going to be more monounsaturated fat and saturated fat in fact the monounsaturated is 10 poly is 2 saturated is also 2 but this is a little bit this is more stable than those vegetable oils so um and because it has less saturated fat They know that you want to put this thing thing into a darkened bottle because sunlight and heat temperature can change the the molecular integrity of that oil. Hmm. Hmm. And because it is less saturated fat, we want to use this at room temperature more so than not. So when it comes to making your salad dressings or drizzling olive oil as an accompaniment to your meal, you want olive oil or... It's cousin. These are droops, right? And olive is a droop, which means it's kind of like a fruit, but it's not. And it, it's lots of fat in olives, lots of fat in avocado.
0: And look at this. The avocado oil that I'm holding up here, for those of you listening, is actually in a can.
1: Yeah. So whenever you see oils that are in dark or in some kind of can, you can't see them, you know, it's a its a hmm. better quality. Okay? And... Um, you know the proofs in the packaging to some extent, right?
0: Yeah. Now yeah. the
1: interesting thing when it comes to our other friend, our other well, not really a nut, but a droop, a coconut, right? Why is this? So
0: we're in, holding up a uh, now the coconut oil.
1: Oh, so that's right. Some people can't see. Yep, yep. And we're always looking for unrefined rather than refined. Uh, you know, yeah, want, I've
0: noticed you, that. You would
1: also you would always think that oh, it's so refined, meaning it's it's elegant. It's, yeah. it's, but actually, when it comes to food, we want less refined, we want rougher and raw that's a word, right? Because we want it as close to nature as possible. So we want less refined or unrefined. Okay. Um, cold pressed is a good idea. It just means it's been there wasn't any heat involved. See, heat changes things. We know this. Anyone who's ever been in a science lab with a group of eighth graders, we know that that heat can change things really fast, right? So, we want to always, even when we cook, we want to cook uh, gently. But that's where cold pressed is better than those vegetable oils. There's a lot of heat involved in those. That's why they're not as stable. But coconut oil is not, this coconut oil is not in a dark container. Why? Because coconut oil has mostly saturated fat. And saturated fat means all of its carbon atoms are saturated or full with matching hydrogen atoms. So it's very stable. You know that, uh, going back to our high school science, when we have molecules that don't have partners, you know, atoms like carbon or hydrogen that don't have a complementary attached molecule, that's like a a free radical, It's, it's not stable. So coconut oil is our most stable, that and butter. So this is 13 grams of saturated fat and just, gram of monounsaturated fat uh, for your total so the the company doesn't need to put it in a dark container it's stable enough that even light but they will tell you it's still best to put it in the cabinet and like you don't want it sitting out on the counter where a bright light and Temperature okay, and normally this is solid at room temperature. As you can see, my Florida home, we are not room temperature, we are higher than room temperature. Thus, I'm always standing room myself.
0: temperature, room temperature, whatever the temperature is. No, room? room
1: temperature is usually like 68 to 70,
0: right? Burr.
1: So, here's my thing, and pardon my simplicity, but for those of us who are just starting out and just want to get on the right foot with oils and you're tired of thinking about it, I do this. B, if I'm baking. I'm going to use butter. Grass-fed real, you know, 100% fat butter. Baking B butter B. Okay? Mm. If I'm cooking, you know, I'm I'm putting uh, vegetables and nuts on a baking sheet and I'm just going to put it in the oven for 20 minutes to cook it up. If I'm cooking, cooking my eggs, cooking chicken on on a on a stovetop, whatever, cooking, C. I use coconut oil. Mm. So B baking like butter C, cooking coconut, okay? And then I don't have a rhyme for just doing your drizzling, your I have steamed up or I've cooked vegetables, and now I want to put a topping of avocado, A, or olive oil. So olive oil and avocado oil, save those for your room temperature salad dressings or drizzlings, cook with coconut, bake with butter. And that's kind of how we roll. I mean, it's that simple. And remember... Saturated fats, okay, all of life, you know, living creatures, animals, you and I, and animals, you and I, and animals, you know, when, when fats are involved, there's different kinds of fats. It's not just sat, like just for example, coconut oil isn't just saturated fat, it's saturated and monounsaturated, okay, and, but it's mostly saturated. So when fats come into our lives, they come in in complex combinations, So there's nothing wrong with saturated fat. If anything, in my mind, saturated is stable. Saturated, stable. Yay. Okay, so saturated is good. Monounsaturated is good. Polyunsaturated is good. As long as they're not made in the factory. It's the polyunsaturated ones. They slip in under like, hey, we all know that polyunsaturated fats are natural and good, but wait a minute. We created this out of somehow pressing corn I don't have any oil in corn. Do you have any oil in, when you think about it, is there any is there any fat in corn?
0: <laughs>
1: is there any fat in a soybean? No. So it's, you know, they really press hard. I, I, I don't know the whole factory lingo logo, but you just don't want to go there. So there you go. All
0: right. So we're getting rid of the vegetable oils. Getting rid Not of them. Gonna Not gonna it. Not going to be duped by the
1: marketing have, they, and the labels jingles, and the pretty pictures
0: yeah, yeah. and <laughs> pretty food and all that uh, we're going to use coconut oil for cooking, for cooking as in, in above the oven. the oven.
1: Well, no, even in the oven, okay, or on the. Oven. I thought baking. Well, baking, baking seems well. Yeah, baking seems to imply uh, baked goods like uh, doing your gotcha, muffins, gotcha, gotcha, doing gotcha, your yeah. pancakes, okay. doing your cakes, cookies, okay. and things like okay. that.
0: All right, awesome. And we have a question from Nancy, and and it uh, looks like a few folks have helped Nancy up. She says, "My daughter doesn't like." The taste of coconut oil. So what would be good for frying?
1: Well, you can use, the interesting thing is, I have found, because I was like this, when I'm like, you got to be kidding me. We're doing what? We're using coconut oil? I remember having that moment. But the more I used it, I, it, to me, it didn't have that strong of a flavor. But I get it. Um, Your next in line for cooking on on the stovetop would be what I this gal goes to, mm-hmm. my bacon fat. Uh, some butter, but always, remember, heat changes things. So you just want to just cook gently. <laughs> this gal here is to go, ah, cook. Right mm-hmm. now I've learned, like, ease back, Barb. Handle off, right?
0: Don't so, kill the bacon. It's already dead.
1: Yeah. Oh, God, that's a lousy thing to say. But, yes, it's true. So use an avocado or an olive. Just make sure you keep the temperature down, okay? Your butter and your coconut oil stand Higher temps, okay, and then your avocado and olive are the next tier down. So just cook gently. Same thing when you're grilling. When you're grilling either vegetables or meats, we don't want them charred. When you start charring and things turn crunchy black, that's an example of an AGE. You know, that's air, temperature, and protein. That's what happens inside of us, too, with our glucose. So charring, you know, on the low end. I hope that helps. Science is cool.
0: Just to uh, emphasize, because you kind of glazed over oh, the I... bacon oil part. Bacon I mean, the baking fat. Fat, yeah. Bacon I was getting oil. to it. I was yeah. getting to it. But I, I remember as a kid, you know, we, we'd have every Sunday after church, we'd have our bacon and eggs for breakfast or mm-hmm. brunch. And my parents would take the oil from the baking, bacon uh, from, from the frying pan and pour grease. it in a empty soup, you know, metal container. Mm-hmm. And then that would eventually go out in the trash. the trash. Mm-hmm. And now we understand that, oh, my goodness, that's perfect cooking oil. Mm-hmm. So typically we'll have, you know, one of our favorite meals is this, uh, what do you call it, the mozzarella, bacon.
1: So it's it's, it's a bed of arugula. And it's your, it's your typical caprese salad, right? Your basil, slice of tomato, uh, mozzarella cheese. We put a lot of, we, we cook bacon, and we just chop it up and put it as a topping. I also put pine nuts and then I'll use my room temperature olive oil and some uh, fig infused vinegar for as a dressing Put on top. Right. But the key here is, is the bacon that I cooked. I keep the, I just keep the pan there till tomorrow. So the next night I make sure I throw a handful of broccoli in that bacon fat. And yeah. then we have broccoli cooked in bacon fat. Yeah. You know, when, when, when you're using saturated fats, they're saturated, which means their carbon and hydrogen are saturated. They're molecularly stable, which means I can keep them on the table, right? They don't, they don't go bad. If I cut open an apple and kept them on the table, that'd be bad in 10 minutes, mm. but not the butter, neither the bacon fat, okay? I'm not, I'm not saying you should leave bacon fat sitting out like for days. You can put it in a clear glass jar and keep it in a refrigerator and just use it. That's what I do. I have it right there. And if I'm putting vegetables in a, on a baking sheet, I just dot with some bacon fat. And everyone's like, "What? do your vegetables taste so good?
0: Hmm. Ancient <laughs> now you, Chinese secret. you know secret. my secret. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Remember so give it a
1: try. Ancient Chinese secret. I yeah, forget.
0: That's from a long time ago. It was a, hmm. a commercial for... Uh, the husband thought the wife was dry cleaning. Uh, I think his oh shirts, uh, and she had used one of the detergents. Oh, no, of course! You know, and she said, and she was, I guess, of Asian descent. Oh, ancient Chinese so secret! Now like, I do remember that. You're jogging mm-hmm. my memory. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, hey Beth. <laughs> So there you have there it. You there are not. your best oils for both cooking salads and beyond mm-hmm. and uh ease your burden of trying to choose which one from the grocery store aisle.
1: The paradox of choice right and, uh, overwhelming.
0: Now you can you know just ignore probably more than half of the choices and focus on the good stuff. The mm-hmm. olive oils, the avocados. And, and the, the coconuts. cool thing
1: is once you do understand the value of uh what do you want to call it a higher end cooking oil or you know dressing oil you're a little bit more inclined to put the money into that good oil because it 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 significantly is an investment in your health and the health of your loved ones
0: you know mm-hmm.
1: and you're not using that much of it you know it 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 lasts
0: yeah it's good yeah. stuff awesome well thanks for joining us uh, for our latest episode uh again a reminder that we get together every wednesday on our facebook page for our insulin suppression podcast our facebook page is the shift formula And our website is shiftformula.com. This is Charlie and Barb McDermott saying uh, have an awesome rest of the night, and we will see you next week.
1: See you next week. Get your shift together, people.